our reproductive and sexual organs and our sexual pleasure and our fertile energy are all ways that we can channel and enjoy mm -hmm. and influence the way that this divine creative energy or whatever the fuck you want to call it is moving through the universe is moving through our greater ecologies like not only our bodies but our intimate relationships and our communities and our ecology and that we can function with intention and there are technologies throughout human history for moving our energies Hey there, this is Pussy Empowered Podcast, and I'm your host, Alyssa Aparicio. I'm equal parts Bronx bitch and mountain witch. I believe that when you untame your pussy, you access your power. As a pussy empowerment coach, I teach women how to do this with a holistic approach that incorporates mind, body, emotion, and spirit. As a sacred erotic creatrix, I surrender to new heights of embodied, expressed art, and performance myself. On this podcast, I share about my approach to pussy power and interview fellow paradigm-shifting badasses about theirs. Samantha Zipora is a fertility, sex, and cycle educator, author, and activist devoted to breaking the spells of oppression in reproductive and sexual health through collective healing, liberation, and education. In this discussion, we address the importance of taking body literacy into our own hands, learning the language of our bodies, womb sovereignty, and practical magic. I can't wait for you to hear. Hi. Howdy. Hi. How are you? I am well. <sighs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you I'm so, so excited. for having me. I'm delighted. You got the psychic bat signal. Yeah, I did. I totally did. I was like, I need to talk to you. Right. <laughs> I just made a list of, of podcasts I wanted to be on, and you were on it, and you contacted me, like, literally within 32 hours. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. <laughs> 32 just well, But cheers. Thank you for That is so cool. I'm so happy. Yes, I was tuned in, receiving your manifestations and I'm, I love that we're gonna we're also gonna talk about practical magic a little later too so yeah it's totally in alignment with that so I'm gonna take a moment to introduce you um so for anyone here who has yet to meet you this is Samantha Zipora and she is I want to get this all right a fertility sex cycle educator author activist um, devoted, I love this line from your website, devoted to breaking the spells of oppression in reproductive and sexual health through collective healing, liberation, and education. Whoa. That is such a beautiful, beautiful mis mission statement and a collection of powerful words. So thank you for your commitment to, to this work that you do. You're so welcome. And thanks for your effort also. It's so beautiful to be carrying the torch together. Yes. And, you know, I think we also crossed paths at Pussy Powerhouse a I couple know, years back. And to, to honor yes. uh, Miss yes. Corinne Loperfito, who is the origin of our connection. Absolutely. I have mine as well. It's, it's hanging on my wall like art, and I bring it out every so often. 
<sighs> so why don't we just jump into this conversation? Um, my first question for you is, uh, first of all, can you hear me okay? I can hear you wonderfully. Okay, awesome. I'm getting kind of, some kind of glitchy sounds. Maybe I'll lower my own oh, self a little bit. Well, so, and just for a warning, like, this is what's, I don't know if you can see, but there's a massive snowstorm outside. Oh, wow. So any internet problems are probably my fault. Gotcha. Well, literally the second I pressed live, they stopped slamming on cool. my roof when doing the roof work. So I was like, okay, finally. <laughs> so we're both working we're with yeah. nature and um, elements of man, we'll mankind. And <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I want to first talk about sex education and um, obviously in our society, in the, our upbringing, the standard education around sexuality, around our bodies, is just severely lacking. And it's part of what I'm so passionate about is to bring us back into that connection with our bodies. And I love that you really center body literacy. It's so freaking important. So I want to talk to you about why you believe like bringing body literacy into our own hands as, as the individual, as a collective creating a new um, paradigm for the future. Why is body literacy from your perspective so important? Yeah, it is, um, you know, it is remembering and experiencing and healing our connection with all that is sentient, right? With it, what, with the earth itself, right? It's building secure attachment and it's building connection with the cycles of life as they move. And the dominant paradigm has separated us from this connection in order to create profit and hierarchy. And so we, we become less tractable we become less influenceable and governable. We, we develop internal authority when we are literate and we understand mm. our place and connection with, with fertility and sex, mm. which is the same energy, you know, like a lot of our culture tends to like separate them completely. And it, in fact, energetically and physiologically, they're highly intertwined. Mm, absolutely. Yes. So, so the end okay. of patriarchy and capitalism, I guess, like short answer. Is yeah. Like, uh, well, that know, is, we all become body literate. Then those systems of oppression, they crumble. Mm. Yes. That is, I believe that to be so true. Um, and um, and I do think that you know in the I was just reflecting on this in the last couple of weeks I've had I've been on interviews where um where really the individual experience of reclamation has been emphasized and then I've been and like and um considered the most important versus the collective and then I've had conversations where the collective is more important than the individual. And I kind of believe, and I saw in your writing as well, that you like to bridge that world. So what do you think is, what do you think is that bridge? The bridge, I mean, oh, 
I mean, you're getting into like spiritual philosophy now, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Which is enlightenment. We're going there. <laughs> and, and the regular practice of the reality that there is not a separation between the individual and the collective. Um, and even just, mm -hmm. you know, like there's, this is like a very mystical sounding Buddhist or, you know, Jungian philosophy. There's so many different forms of meditation and spirituality that speak to our unity. But even on this physiologic level, which is one of my favorite things to geek out about, right? The, the very spiritual and then like modern academic clinical neurobiology and biochemistry. And so like, we don't even have individual nervous systems. The way that we think that we're individuals, our bodies and our well-being and our nervous systems and our hormones are all completely interconnected. Mm. So I'll take a pause there. Mm, so interesting. Yeah, we could go down a whole other rabbit yeah. hole. But <laughs> I want to make sure that we, yeah. So I'll bring it back to the last bit because you can really, yeah, it's it's yes and I guess is like ultimately. Mm. You know, it's both both the spiritual philosophy um, totally. and the like that the polarity that the individual and the collective healing are different is an illusion that is part of that spell we need to break. Mm. It, it it's yes and mm, totally. Yeah. I, I entirely agree with you there. And I want to bring it back to an answer that you gave in the last question mm. about internal authority yeah. and that brings me to the idea of interoception which you yeah. said that you would like to speak upon which i love the idea of interoception so and i and i and i center it in my work as like another sense that we need to develop into and yeah. learn how to trust again yeah. because we've been so disconnected from the ability to feel our internal world and trust what it's telling us so i would love for you to speak a little bit about um about interoception and why it's important to get to know the language of our bodies mm. yeah. <laughs> it's i'm having one of those days where like it's these these questions are so massive to to arrive upon like what is the entry point to that to answer why why mm. is it important to be able to sense what is happening inside of your body and that that is part of that systemic oppression and lack of sex ed and the ability that we've had as a collective to do the harm that we have to the planet, all being this division from our deep sensual experience of our aliveness, right? Mm. To actually be able to feel your womb, to actually be able to feel if your digestion is settling correctly, to actually be able to feel your heartbeat and your breath and be able to perceive it in a, in a receptive and kind, curious way with your mind so that your body doesn't have to scream at you mm -hmm. to get your attention or mm -hmm. so that you don't have to seek an external authority to give you permission to feel or to to know, to actually know what is true for you. 
there's yeah there's so so much importance in being able to feel to feel ourselves mm. which is I mean another just like a uh, shout out to the cervix shout out to the cervix for real <laughs> beautiful uh like barometer for that and I I feel really grateful and aware of my uniqueness, but like I've always had a very intense experience of interoception and experience of my cervix such that like, I've been blown away by how many people just can wear cups all day long. And as far as menstrual cups or have an IUD, like these things, like the people that I know that have really great interoception, I think, don't really tolerate the like set it and forget it inanimate objects in their vaginas or uteruses. Mm, totally. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That makes me think about why the, the cup never really worked for me. Um, and yeah, in, in general, I'm so sensitive and I actually think that's part of a, like a strength. And not having been desensitized to yeah. um, to my body, and then that was like, you know, my whole world changed when I started. When I stopped, when I accidentally didn't have my doll uh, one day when I had um, cramp, when I was having my period. Yeah, and I had been so used to just popping my doll right away. Mm-hmm. Um, when I saw the first sign of blood that this this one time and this was like seven years ago now um I I saw the extent of my cramps in their natural the like not natural we'll, we'll call it natural but in the way that they were without having those that medicine and it was appalling <laughs> it was appalling and I um went on it like was the first moment on a journey of just looking listening to my body and saying what the fuck is going on here this is not this is not natural actually I don't believe this is natural my body is screaming at me like you said um and I decided to listen I decided to just surrender and keep listening and it brought me down this whole deep journey and path of reconnection to my womb and um and now what's that the pain communication it's like hey Alyssa absolutely (laughs) yeah important information for you right you please pick up the phone and you like the might all just like kept hanging up the phone you're just like no not gonna talk to you no not gonna talk to you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I yeah and I do believe that like our bodies the pain the fatigue like anything that our bodies anything that we're really feeling yeah is there for a reason yeah and I love, I mean, self-medication in various ways has absolutely its time and place, but I, we have to have space in between to be able to discern the message, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm not like completely puritanical, like it's never okay to self-medicate or soften mm-hmm. the voice or take a vacation from that pain, but the, the process of actually being receptive to the communication is vital Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm, I hear you on that so much, and yeah. um, and there's so many tools. You give so many tools. 
<laughs> and I love, I've, I've, I've directed clients towards your coloring book, towards oh. your ovulation awareness book. It's like so many powerful tools for um, systems that we just should know about, but we don't. And that's where yeah. people like you come in who are doing this work and, and doing it in a way that is, you know, inclusive and, um, and empowering and, and I hope fun. And fun, yes. Yeah, like a that's coloring like book. Coloring book. Yes. Well, what's more fun than a coloring book? <laughs> Maybe sex. <laughs> I mean, Everyone's thinking of it. <laughs> yeah, right. There's some things that are more fun, but yeah. but through the yeah, coloring I made, book, I made it for all ages, and I mm. made it so that we could also have a sort of kinesthetic relationship to it because coloring involves your body and there's there's science around really like working with your hands in any way like we process information differently when we take notes than when we type things like mm -hmm. this and so i I've, i'm really wanting to shift in the next handful of years also to focusing on youth education like that is mm -hmm. my that is my vision and my dream for my future is to like really shift gears from mm. providing adult content to making accessible, inspiring, like artistic, engaging sex ed for youth. Mm. That is so cool. Thanks. I love that. And so important. And it's so cool that you consider embodied learning about embodiment in the body because yeah. that just makes sense. <laughs> yes. yeah. And I love the creative aspect of it. Um, so let's talk more too about this concept of womb sovereignty mm -hmm. and, um, and then to take it a step further from there about how consent plays into that. Cause I know that you, um, you share a lot about the womb in terms of like all the magical things that it does, um, including um, the menstrual cycle, including sexuality, including contraception and, um, and abortion. And so I would love to just talk about, yeah, what does womb sovereignty mean to you? And how did that show up in your work? And then we'll talk about the consent element. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been really, it's been a fun, like, relaxing of my ego to see womb sovereignty used like all over social media recently and like somebody mm -hmm. else has made a womb sovereignty.com and I don't remember other people using that term I started using it 10 years ago mm -hmm. I like trademarked it and I'm sure like, it's possible somebody else did too um but I was thinking about how a queen reigns over her queendom and the territory and the land and that word reign, R-E-I-G-N, mm. uh, is in the word sovereignty. Mm. And sovereignty is a specifically political term. A sovereign mm. nation, a sovereign body is a political body, mm. actually. It's used mostly historically, that term, to refer to the ruler of the land or the government of the land 
And so when we apply it to the womb, it's that you are governing that territory of your uterus. And it's for the whole continuum. The term womb continuum is another one that I, I love to use and have been using for a long time and seeing popping up a lot. And I'm like, oh, I'm an influencer before I was an influencer or I'm just on the pulse. And it's like, there's the collective is swelling with these concepts. Um, but yeah, the whole continuum being our orgasms, our ovulation, our abortions, all of it. And so when we become sovereign rulers over that territory, it moves throughout all of our relationships. And, and making mapping the universe is to give people a really tangible 101 entry level point to like, here's the territory. Like here are the basics of the physiology of the geography mm. of this area that you need to learn how to govern. And you can't, cause you can't properly govern your territory if you don't know its borders, if you don't know its ecology, if you don't understand like where, where are the valuable assets, where's the water coming from, all mm. of these things. So it, and it all just like ties back into this ecological framework, which is mm. another thing I'm super passionate about. And I think is the key to speaking to youth about sex ed is really helping them understand that our cycle is part of this, the greater cycles of the earth and that we can see mm. ourselves and connect with ourselves through connecting to the cycles of the earth. Mm. Yeah. I got chills. Yeah. I love speaking about that. Consent. So, so consent, I'm a big etymology girl nerd and I love just like tearing words apart and being really careful about how I use them and consent is from the Latin together and feeling so you can't like per consent is not permission consent is a resonant experience where two parties or more are feeling together mm. right so mm. if you're going to have consent to have anybody participating in your womb you would be feeling resonant you would be feeling together with your doctor your lover your pregnancy and then mm. actually nobody belongs inside of our vaginas on our vulvas in our uteruses anywhere in our bodies without full consent and so that being also embryos hmm. or children it's just like nobody belongs there without our full consent hmm. <sighs> yes yeah that makes so much sense I mean, the education around consent yeah I was just speaking about this in the in one of my last interviews too is is just like so lacking <laughs> and then breaking it down even further it's interoception as well mm -hmm. right because how do you have consent if both parties don't have interoception to be able to actually feel what they're feeling how can they feel together mm. Mm. 
so interesting. Like wheels are turning quickly in here <laughs> or slowly rather. Sweet time. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Hmm. How does this show up? So something that you share about is really like a practical relationship with magic where you can explore now we call them alternative right and <laughs> you laugh I, I know that you have like a very deep anthropological anthropological yeah. um understanding of what we now call magic and alternative um so why don't we just go into that a little bit and like the the ability to take that sovereignty into a practical place in relationship to our wombs in relationship to these yeah in relation to in relation to everything we've been talking about yeah is that a clear question <laughs> no, not super, but my general, my general feeling of a response is just like very, very diligently mm. honoring the reality that we are hyperdimensional beings, mm. that our physical bodies are not the only reality that we need to be engaging with in this lifetime mm. that they are in fact animated and influenced and perhaps actually expressions of spirit mm. whatever language you want to use if it's spirit if it's the divine if it's god I, like there's so many uh, languages really challenging but like really respecting the fact that what we can perceive with our cognitive brains and what we can feel with our physical bodies on the day-to-day -day basis is not the entirety of what we are engaging with in this mm -hmm. lifetime. And that actually our reproductive and sexual organs and our sexual pleasure and our fertile energy are all ways that we can channel and enjoy and influence the way that this divine creative energy or whatever the fuck you want to call it is moving through the universe is moving through our greater ecologies like not only our bodies but our intimate relationships and our communities and our ecology and that we can function with intention and there are technologies throughout human history for moving our energies. One of these technologies is usually called ritual, you know, and there are many, many different lineages of many, many different types of ritual and fertility magic and sex magic and blood magic have existed for the vast majority of human history. We're so nearsighted in this little patriarchal, mechanical. So the, I mean, the, 
the nerd word is Cartesian, right? Because Descartes was this guy that was like, our bodies are machines. And you can just take them apart. I mean, it, the Cartesian model of of viewing the body is, it, that's a whole other story um, to get portaled into. But yeah, practical magic. So, I mean, that it's, it's part of, like, it's part of this book, I think is what you're starting to talk about. Please bleed. Yes, please bleed. I love that title. Please bleed, plants and practical magic. Um, and so this book is, um, I want to say that it's like one of my first times really coming out, you know, by using the term magic in the title of something mm. um, about different practices for moving energy on other dimensions, being a really important part of my personal praxis. And I, mm. I don't teach other people a specific form of the technology or a specific method of like, this is what will work to make magic for you. But I do what I can to draw from other cultures respectfully as a framework of reference for education. So we have Tao, we have Tantra, we have the witch's wheel of the year. And there are so many different cultures that that have created structures and that have defined energy anatomy mm. for ways to interact with our sexual fertile energy that have uh, integrity and that help connect us with source instead of mm. try and control or suppress, which is the cultural norm here. Mm. So I gave you an equally rambling answer to your yeah <laughs> i don't know if, you're, if the the thought or the curiosity was satisfied by that if that was oh my gosh well i know that yeah. that anything that we talk about is just going to be the tip of the iceberg because i know how much you have to offer um but i love well it's kind of an example there of you intuiting and going with what you felt what you sensed yeah. the direction of the conversation was meaning yeah. to go in so yeah i mean i love too that your approach is very tangible and pragmatic yeah and then so to see the word magic um it sounds like it was an experience for you of coming to terms with being public about that is that true it is it definitely is still like i'm still coming out of the broom closet a little bit <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so then what I guess there it just seems like it's too true to you to not dive into uh, that right and that is <gasps> I'm guessing because I've had I've been you know I studied anthropology as well uh, I don't know if you studied anthropology like officially but I know that you I read a ton of yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Did, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> have you ever any Sheila Kitzinger in school? No, I haven't. Have you heard of her? Uh, she is um, probably the, the most cultural anthropology books I've read are mm. authored by her. And she's like a wildly prolific author. 
highly recommend her to yourself and anybody watching this. Awesome. I'm going to write that down for yeah. sure. I started reading her in my late teens when I started studying birth. Mm. So she's very focused on birth and sexuality. Mm. Okay, I'm going to explore that. But um, yeah, and my first love was an anthropologist, right? So I was 16. As a little 16-year-old university student, I dropped out of high school, went to university for a little while. Um, And I worked at Planned Parenthood as well. Hmm. And so my first love and I had this uh, like three-month-long, very intense courtship that involved intellectualizing and analyzing and using citations to talk to each other about wanting to fuck each other what it would mean (laughs) and like why based on like all of these (laughs) what it would do to our hormones and our neurochemistry like it was I have had a very different entry into this whole it's very interesting you know like I spent I also started studying menstruation before I started bleeding Mm. And so I both started studying menstruation before I started bleeding. I was studying sex before I started having sex. And it's like, for me, it has been like a hyper-rational, hyper-analytical, pragmatic beginning. And then I have gone through various initiations and Mm. had so many consistent fucking mystical, magical experiences that in order to honor myself and not dissociate from myself and my reality, I have to honor the magic. Uh But it really started very intellectual and it became emotional and spiritual for me later. Mm. And so, yeah, really honoring those emotional and spiritual aspects of it rather than like clinging desperately to the physiology or the biochemistry, which I had for years, has mm. been wildly healing for me to be able yeah. to just be like, actually, I have a lot of feelings about this. Yeah. And like, this is a deeply spiritual practice for me. Mm. And I don't mm-hmm. think that you need to have the same beliefs as I do. But right. I do know from experience that like sharing that fire and that passion openly helps light other people up. So I do it, even though it's horrifying (laughs) as a Jew (sighs) with like literally thousands of years of persecution and genocide for literally being, you know, if you all Jews were thought to be witches through many, many centuries of the Middle Ages in Europe where my family was. So to be able to, like, say to an anonymous crowd of thousands of people, like, I'm a Jewish. Wow. Like, I'm an expert in the blood mysteries. Mm. And, like, I will help you with abortions with all of the weird stigma around Jews eating babies that was, like, one of the main tropes that was... Uh, perpetuated in the witch hunts and the Spanish Inquisition wow. uh, and up through the Holocaust. So I'll, I'll, I'll take a pause, but like that's, it's lineage healing. And that, that is um, the first episode I listened to of your podcast was your 
conversation with Lizzie. Mm. And I just remember like dancing around my kitchen. Ah. And she was talking about that, like our expression being an ancestral healing. Mm. The, the like the expression of our wild sexuality and sensuality not being for consumption not being to impress or entertain other people but to literally heal our dna and our cells mm. by just being like actually i'm not a fucking afraid you're not going to torture or murder or persecute me and i am fucking powerful fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm getting so hyped yeah, it's like, so what's such a powerful reclamation? Um, and I'm so glad that we went the next level deeper into understanding how powerful it is for you to claim these words and this work. Thank you. Yeah, publicly. it's just Instagram fashion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's, yeah, it was, um, Gosh, there was a thought. You know, I'm in my premenstrual phase right now. We're, and we're like, on polar opposites. Oh, okay. So nothing, like no thoughts are sticking in my brain. They're like, Whoosh. after you, if she has anything to say. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Let me ask my uterus. How, how are you doing? I'm also very open to hearing about your experience with the word witch. Mm. Um, or magic and if you're not feeling mm. super verbal about it because it's hard it's kind of hard to talk about sometimes it is. It is. Oh, that, that was a thought so <laughs> I think I can really relate to um, the mind approach to some of this work and how so much of what I teach well it's a holistic approach right like from the body but we do have a very analytical focused society and so much of my time is spent trying to translate the experience yeah the embodied experiences that I have in like a way that and you know some of it is physical a lot of like what I share is dancing and movement but I am a very like there's a lot of intellectualizing happening 24-7 in my brain wow. as well, which is part of why I have been so drawn to embodiment. Yeah. Because to, like, the process, you know. And um, taking your hips is so the solution. It's really, really <laughs> the antidote. It really is. Um, and there's so many ways that I come up with to say that <laughs> with words and, you know, like, analyze and express that and uh -huh. study that and all that. But in reality it's like the physical experience of it it's too visceral and too uh the synchronicities are too powerful for that doesn't exist and so when i think of magic it's just something that is just kind of like this is part of my experience and perhaps i don't have the same you know immediate ancestral Mm -hmm. But you're you're you have a vagina and a uterus. I do. <laughs> I do. Well, you do on some level, somewhere. Right. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, my my ancestry is a very big web of many different places, and so what I usually like to ask at this point is, 
what does pussy power mean to you? Pussy empowered or pussy power? Whichever one feels like it wants to leap forward from your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. It, it, to me, it means Shakti. It means, it means that sovereignty and that ability to connect with and direct the divine creative energy through connection to that part of your body or just to that energetic part of your life, actually, mm. which actually I would say that's even more important. Like that part of like understanding and being present and connecting to that part of your body is fabulous. But I think really pussy power is the ability to connect with and direct that, that sexual shakti sacred power Mm. and, and own that and navigate it with sovereignty in your life. I love the way that you weave it all together. I forget the exact quote, but like a Martin Luther King quote is coming to mind that I'm pretty sure is something very close to power is the ability to influence change to like desire change influence it and so that's like using that pussy power to influence that which is magic yes Yes, i love that quote i have that in my on my website as well it's like i do yeah because yeah and that just like, I don't know, the thought that I had at the very beginning of our conversation that wanted to to be expressed here was you said something about building the future, which is fabulous. And we have to. And I also feel like it, a lot of it is remembering is, is how we move forward as we actually respect and learn from the cycles that came before us. Which is, should I hopefully be a little bit relaxing for us? Like, I feel supported by it. Like, I don't follow specific dogma from Judaism. I feel into the rituals and the rhythms from it that feel supportive. And I feel really supported by enacting those rituals, which I'm going to go do with my sweetie and say the Shabbos prayers and turn off all my technology. I want to know where the closing down. It's time for Shabbos. But um, yeah, I just thank you so much for for doing the work, for being an artist. And I want to stay in touch and want to talk to you when I'm ready to actually start moving with the Cycles in Sex membership for youth. Because I want to get a bunch of fabulous fucking performance artists well-paid and theatrically performing different phases of the menstrual cycle and things Ooh. like that. So we're going to make it, it's going to be musical dance theater. That sounds epic. <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> I, I will be all the way tuned in. Thank you yeah. for, for considering and me and like my work in that. What phase of the cycle you feel like you would most like to dance for? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing in all the phases. So, (laughs) yes. Oh, how can we support you? What are you working on right now that you want to let us know about and have us check out? Yeah. Join my Patreon. Even for a dollar, you can join my Patreon and you can read so much of my creative writing and see all my works in progress. 
or take my courses for way less money than they cost on my website if you just want to do monthly installments. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one counsel with my patrons. I don't see clients that are not patrons because I'm, it genuinely feels like building a community where we're taking care of each other and there's more of an investment. Like I'm no more one and done with one hour sessions with people. Mm. Um, so check out Patreon, check out my books, Mapping the Yoniverse, um, Healing After Abortion, Healing After Miscarriage. And then this is my newest book, baby. Please bleed. Plants and Practical Magic. It used to be called Plants and Practical Magic for if you accidentally get sperm in your vagina. But mm. the very last minute I was like, Maybe I need to shorten that. <laughs> um, it's, like got, it's got the science. It's got the charts. It's got the biochemistry. And it also has the magic and the politics um, and my heart. I should say that the Conscious Contraception Skillshare is being re-released. It's super new and improved. It's got really beautiful graphic design and lots more charts. And it's not just me on pages doing the layout, which was last time. Um, and I also paid one of Mokter buddies to do fresh citations and like double check all my stats for me. So it's like, that was a really meaningful investment for me. Mm. Just be like, actually, I want to make sure that the statistics that I'm quoting and things like that have citations to back them up. Uh, mm. So that I'm really clear when I'm talking about magic. I'm talking about magic now. And when I'm talking about the science, I'm like, this is what the clinical science, well, this is what the data says right now. Which mm. science is a verb, it's not a noun, in case anybody was wondering. I'm excited mm. about it. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so scared. Person. Like, we fucking need that. If we don't need that, what do we need? Like, we need that. <laughs> So, um, yes, I'm so happy that you're doing that work and making that available. And Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to be here with me and for your patience and everything and with, with my premenstrual wavy brain. <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really good to connect, and I look forward to staying connected. And for anybody watching later, if you felt connected, <laughs> through any of this I really do hope that you reach out uh and not through dms because I don't do dms so actually go to my website or go to patreon Ooh, yeah thank you so much for being here and sending you so much love for your weekend yeah Asta. Samantha's work in this world is so important and my wheels are still turning from this chat Make sure you follow her on Instagram with the link in the show notes and get your hands on at least one of her books or courses. And if you haven't heard yet, my membership program, Pussy Empowered, the movement is fully lit. This global community meets weekly and creates sacred space for self-discovery, embodiment, and expression in the name of activating pussy power. Tune into the link in the show notes to learn more. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at sensual underscore radiance for daily blasts of all things pussy. Until next time.